0: You've heard of Huntley and Brinkley, McNeil and Lehrer, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob and Ray. Now here's Michigas and Malarkey. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you?
1: Good. How you doing?
0: All right. Happy New Year, and uh, this is season three, episode twelve, also known as episode forty-eight.
1: Wow, really getting up there. We're going to yeah. be at the big the big five zero soon.
0: That's right. Maybe we should have a uh, a special reception.
1: Uh, yeah, we could do that. I guess you know. Well, <laughs> would it be?
0: It would have to be outdoors.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, with uh. I, you know, I always approved of social distancing, even before we had the term for it. So, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I say that I've been practicing for it all my life.
1: Right, right. It's, I always thought it was my, my superpower.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we'll get to the pandemic update shortly. Um, uh, I did want to uh, uh, reassure you that I'm still above water here. Yeah, of, yeah,
1: I was wondering yeah. about that. I saw that some of it got down your way. Uh, yeah, so.
0: we had, uh, uh, you know, maybe a week of rain, but fortunately, other than some wet vacing, uh, it, it wasn't that uh, bad here. We're, you know, close to the to the Mexican border. So uh, we're far below, you know, Los Angeles is 100 miles north. They got it bad, and, of course, on up from there, it was uh, biblical. Really
1: Rivers a, really overflowing,
0: flooding. Uh, I saw one video where there was a whole herd of cattle that was being swept down river. Did you see that one?
1: No, no. Oh, my oh, God. Oh,
0: gosh, yeah, yeah, very uh, moving. I mean, they were all trying to keep their heads above above water, but they were, they were just being swept down, and... Um, Uh, obviously streets that are swamped and the usual people trying to drive across them.
1: Yeah. That's always the uh, thing. Like they, no matter how many times they tell people don't drive through standing water, they always think it's only like three inches deep and it Mm. turns out it's like, you know, two feet deep. And the other thing is people don't realize how powerful water is when it's moving. It it really, uh, you know, it's, it, you know you just have no control over it
0: absolutely it's very so. dangerous very dangerous yeah, so. but uh, i was keeping an eye on my you know the garage to make sure that none of my classified documents were getting wet
1: yeah yeah i was going to ask about that i i hope you've uh, if you found any just please just dummy up just put, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know my attorneys advised me not to look look at them
1: yeah yeah that's good advice i yeah. You know, if if my if my attorneys found any, I would say just take them out in the yard and burn them, please. No, no,
0: no. Turn them over to the to uh, Merrick Garland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, of all the things that aggravate me about this situation, which, you know, of course, we're talking about, you know, Biden and the the classified documents. It's that his lawyers did everything absolutely by the book. Right. And, you know. As my uncle Larry and Patterson would say, see, the, see, that's what happens when you do everything by the book, you get screwed. Oh, <laughs> so well, uh, I'm
0: not sure that's the lesson we want our kids to learn. Uh, my, my the lesson that I'm teaching them is absolutely. Let's refer everybody to, uh, you know, to to the proper authorities and the juries will decide.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, well, there's also the idea that if you refer everything to Merrick Garland, nothing will happen. So <laughs> right, we'll, we'll find but you know, out.
0: Trump thinks that uh, uh, you know just because they found some on Biden, that's gonna you know uh, exonerate him from it. No, I say pass both cases to the juries and let the juries decide.
1: Have you have you seen the conspiracy theory? Yes. Apparently, even Joe Rogan was pushing this that. Yeah the Democrats planted the documents so that they could frame Biden because they want to get rid of him.
0: Oh, that's a good one. All right, let's go into the pandemic update. And um, it's either vaccines are killing celebrities or COVID is killing celebrities. Most recently, Lisa Marie Presley and Diamond of Diamond and Silk.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Diamond and Silk... um, they they were actually thrown off Fox News because they were spreading COVID disinformation. Oh boy. And I mean that's that's like that's how egregious it had to have been. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: But damn, were they entertaining! I mean, I don't think uh, you know I don't think Bobert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene hold a candle to Diamond and Silk.
1: Well, they're they're going to be on some committees now, so we'll see. They might. All right. but you know, can they can they, they rap? Might have a forum? No, no, they can't do well. The did, did, diamond and silk. Did, did did they rap? What did they? Yes, do? they
0: did. They did rap.
1: Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, all they
0: had like a call and response thing going. You know, it was, it was very uh, churchly. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I never, uh, you know. Now that I think about it, I don't think I ever spent more than fifteen seconds listening to. Them well, I think
0: things. it's time now that we surface the clips. You know, the the what do they call that? The sizzle reel. <laughs>
1: Of, Diamond, uh, and, Diamond silk.
0: and silk, best of sizzle. Wheel. Oh God! And poor and Lisa Marie Presley. I mean, you know,
1: yeah, she, she was fifty-four and she didn't look a day over eighty. So yeah, uh,
0: I don't know what I mean happened there. I know she lost her son, and that was very upsetting and tragic. Uh, and then she was just at the what was it? The um, that well, awards ceremony. Yeah,
1: yeah, she was at the Golden Globes, right? And then. Uh, like what 2 or 3 days later they found their non responsive yeah mm, so that terrible was, yeah that was sad so
0: uh well we'll find out if it was covid or if it was the vaccines meanwhile you know every 2 days i see some horrible headline about what's going on in china yeah and it's
1: it's pretty much out of control i gather
0: they're starting to say you know that the whole the the whole uh, society is going to collapse over there
1: it could go back to the way things were three years ago. I mean, that's, it's almost like a three year cycle coming mm. around again, mm. but you're going to have like factories in China could be closing and you're going to have like supply chain problems again wow. and, and all that crap. Remember the supply chain, everybody. Was oh yeah. About.
0: I couldn't find any like uh, Philadelphia cream cheese or something.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. <laughs> poor poor baby. Yeah, what did you do? People, people was, you know, they 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 were doing stories in the times about all of the bagel uh oh no the the uh cheesecake manufacturers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Junior was pulling his hair out.
1: Yeah, I remember uh I remember being in Publix and they had a sign up that I think you could only buy one brick of cream cheese or something like right. that cuz like people were people were hoarding cream cheese. (laughs) I I don't know why.
0: And, uh, anyway, the, uh, the new Republican house committees, they're going to investigate all of the above, you know, we're going to find out what really happened, where the you know, where the, uh, the, the virus came from. Right. And all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to put Fauci in jail, I guess, Mm -hmm. or something like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, um, I don't know exactly what committees will be doing that. I think Bober and Marjorie Taylor Greene are both going to be on the House Oversight Committee. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. I saw a mention that the two of them had a fight in the ladies room. Right. In the Capitol. So that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, You know. Well, it was over that
0: whole, uh, you know, the uh, McCarthy vote. Right.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, my uh,
0: view on that, it was as you termed it, it was a work the whole thing was like a wrestling story arc, you know, where, where they Trump divided up his people on both sides and played both sides of the, the uh, vote and uh, probably worked his way up by the end there. I would imagine the last thing that, uh, that Gates was asking for was a, a, you know, an invalidation of the impeachments, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. they Yeah. They're going to do that. Apparently they're going to uh, like, expunge the impeachments or something like that like what how many how many make?
0: votes do you need for that
1: i i don't know i don't know that it's even a thing i mean i don't know <laughs> you know i,
0: well, I mean they're, they're gonna try
1: they're putting these idiots on what could be you know important committees which is i don't know my attitude is like go ahead more power to them because it's going to make the committees into a joke i mean nothing will happen for two years but at least it'll like thwart whatever bad shit they were going to do otherwise so
0: you know and it might certainly have a lot of cameras on um so in insurrection week let's see what we got here uh uh we got trials on the proud boys we got uh january 6th committee uh uh, documents uh, some apparently some things they published and some they didn't
1: Yeah, there's a draft report that the January 6th committee did about the social media aspects of the insurrection, and they wound up not really fully accepting it and publishing it. And some people were upset about it. Well, they they apparently, see, Cheney didn't want to get into it because it would be critical of Republicans. Mm. And they said that Zoe Lofgren didn't want to get into it because part of her district Uh, comprises Silicon Valley. Ah. So she didn't want to get into it with the tech companies. Mm -hmm. The, 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 the gist of the report apparently is that people at Twitter and Facebook and other social media companies were realizing that there was this uh, real incitement of violence before January 6th. And they were warning their superiors about it. Mm -hmm. And the people running the companies didn't want to do anything too dramatic because they didn't want to offend the Republicans and get into a war over, mm. you know, see, I mean, the Republicans are like, they've worked the refs to the point where, <laughs> uh, you know, the social media companies were letting them get away with murder yeah, and were are afraid to do anything to, uh, tone down the, the incitement. So anyway, they did all this research and took depositions and compiled this report and then nothing happened to it. But, mm. uh, The report is floating around i downloaded a copy of it this afternoon Mm -hmm. and uh you know so it's it's going to be out there i mean is it there's nothing in it that's really like you know like the rest of all the stuff they did it's stuff that most of us already knew Mm -hmm. but it's just interesting that they were able to document it and uh Mm -hmm. interview people from within the companies Mm -hmm. who you know, gave their so, version of it. Yeah, uh, I
0: guess it's just not the main attraction. You know, in other words, uh, if if the if they can't focus on uh, Trump and his uh, immediate circle, uh, you know, th- there's no point in pointing fingers at social media. You know,
1: right, right. Although I I do believe that, uh, and I, I've mentioned this I think a few times already that that quote that stuck in my head from the the tech investor, Roger McNamee, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where he said, if if you had asked the people who stormed the Capitol a year or two before, would you run into the Capitol building and beat up policemen and think you were doing something patriotic? They would have said, no, of course not. What are you talking about? (laughs) But they got so poisoned and so influenced and manipulated by social media Mm -hmm. that they began to see that as a normal thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, You know, I I honestly, I mean, we've, you know, you know, people, I'm sure I know people I've seen them really change because of social media, you know, Mm. and, uh, you know, we just don't
0: know if they would have changed anyway. I mean,
1: uh, well, yeah, I mean, some of them, I think you said something about this once, how like there's a personality thing that's just more, some people are more susceptible to that than others. Mm -hmm. And, and I, completely agree with that i think some people are just you know for whatever reason all the uh all the disinformation and all the shit posting and all that yeah. just bounces off them and then other people after a while they get so into it they really start to believe it
0: yeah and, well uh, it becomes you know it's like uh social reinforcement if your circle is uh if you if, if your social capital and your social standing uh depends on falling in line with the group uh, then it, uh, it it's a pretty powerful thing. Anyway, uh, look at this guy uh, that they arrested in what was it, New Mexico? Right. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Did social media do that? <laughs>
1: well, it. You know what? I I would. Yeah, in a way, I think it did. I mean, he uh, he was a like a character on social media and was very much into it. Now we're talking about this guy who was arrested for. Uh, he hired people to shoot at the houses of Democrats mm-hmm. because he, he ran for office as a Republican and he lost and he mm-hmm. kept claiming that it was all rigged. Right. Now, this is one of those classic cases where you can't, you could never charge Trump with this. You can't really blame Trump for it. Yet if it hadn't been for Trump, this never would have happened. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, Trump created this whole, you know, motif of of people claiming that Uh, everything is rigged against them. He corrupted everything. Right. Yeah, he really did. Uh, Right. When Jerry Ford was president, we didn't have that stuff going on. Yeah,
0: all of the the boundaries came off. At some point, you know, one would like to think that we could uh, get the guardrails back on, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, the guardrails. Right, yeah. (laughs)
1: The guardrails
0: are in the rear view mirror. (laughs) Well, you know, possibly, but, you know, the things are cyclical and uh, sometimes they come back. But anyway, uh, who's the media? So, you know, you were going to talk about the House, the, you know, these uh, GOP committee chairs. I don't even want to talk about them because, you know, they're clowns. But, um uh i thought maybe you know the harry it occurred to me uh since you know we we've talked about harry and megan you know yeah uh, over the over the weeks and months yeah
1: harry is harry is still uh still he's still out there and i think
0: he had a flurry you know uh last week i guess uh you know where he was on three or four different shows and he was on uh, colbert and he was on i don't know some of the yeah yeah, he was on uh, 60 minutes
1: he was on 60 minutes he was on he was interviewed by a guy for a show in england on i guess it was itv then 60 minutes then he um was on one of the morning shows i think on abc maybe being interviewed by good morning and then he was on colbert Right, so those were the big interviews, and then he did an interview with the British paper, The Telegraph uh-huh the uh, woman went a woman from the Telegraph went to California to interview him, so he he's been uh, right,
0: and I think now come to think of it, we did talk about a lot about it a lot last time, but now I've become more interested because you whenever I talk about it, you always talk about reading the British press and all the rest of that. Right. So rather than like, you know, watch the documentaries or maybe even read the book. I don't know. Did you buy the book?
1: No, no, no. I I put myself on the reserve list for the book at the local library, but like, I'm so high on the list that, uh, right.
0: Yeah. In a year or two, you'll get it. Yeah. I mean,
1: by, by the time I'm eligible to get the book, I'll probably have forgotten about it. So,
0: yeah. But, um, anyway, you always focus on the, you know, the, the, the British press and their response. So give us an update on, you know, after all of his appearances, what did the British press have to say?
1: Oh, uh, Pretty much, you know, just negative mockery, um, all kinds of, uh, you know, just pointing out stuff he got wrong in the book. He, there's actually a lot of very basic fact-checking errors in the book mm. that was kind of surprising to me, mm. since you and I both work as fact-checkers. <laughs> um, he, he mentions that when the, the, the queen mother died, who would have been his great-grandmother, uh, you know the the late right. queen's mother died in two thousand two mm-hmm. There's a scene in the book, apparently where he describes um, he was at school at Eton and he got a phone call from someone in the palace it wasn't even a family member and told him that the the queen mother had died and he remembers the the way the sun was coming in the window when they you know he had this conversation with some lackey from the palace. Mm-hmm it turns out that she actually died while he and his brother and his father were on a skiing vacation in Mm. Switzerland. And there's pictures of them in Switzerland that weekend. It it happened to be Easter weekend. So they were skiing in Switzerland. And then Charles came out and said he would be returning to England Mm -hmm. with the two boys right away. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't, he wasn't even at school when he, Mm. in fact, apparently he didn't even get the phone call. I guess his father got a phone call. and told mm. him. So there's a lot of that type of stuff where mm-hmm. things that would be very easily checked turn out to be wrong. Right. Now, for example, and,
0: uh, I've been saying, you know, for uh, lately that I myself am a product of eating, but, um, that when I say it, I mean, basically, you know, junk food. Right. That's right. the kind of eating that I do.
1: Right. But so- the, uh, the, the the thing with harry is i i you know the the next controversy is will he be going to the coronation hmm. which i th- i think it's in may or june yeah. it's going to be on a saturday mm-hmm. and uh it, it it's one of these things where like he's he's not really going to play any role in it so it doesn't matter if he's mm-hmm. there or not
0: mm-hmm.
1: so well i think
0: he know. should be there for his father you know
1: right the 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 whole thing is like nobody wants it to be you know a distraction from what's supposed to be like a you know a happy day or whatever sure. it's also an interesting thing because it's you know part of their national identity it's um you know an event for history i mean it's part of a tradition going back a thousand years uh you know it And there's going to be this like weird tabloid distraction of, uh, you know, is he going to show up? And he and he's demanding an apology from the royal family. Whoa, uh, you know, which is you know probably not going to happen.
0: It's it's a a young couple. The she was she was uh, terrified. She was pregnant. You know, I mean, they're worried about their safety. Uh, It's crazy. You should. Yeah, no.
1: You're right. Although I, I think that, uh, I, I think Harry is just nuts though. I mean, he had like the greatest life anyone could have had. And, uh, you know, what he doesn't seem to understand is like being in a situation like that. You're supposed to like, just, you know, pick what good causes you want to promote and just do that. And you can have this great life of like, you know, representing the country Mm -hmm. and sort of like being that type of uplifting figure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he he gave all that up. It, yeah. It's like the most bizarre thing. Yeah. You know, and now he's in Montecito, which is probably sliding down a hillside. Yeah, anyway,
0: I don't think so. they're there. They probably um, went to some safer spot. All so, right. Well, anyway, uh, probably the last time we'll get a chance to uh, talk about Spare. So,
1: uh, well, I don't uh, know. We, He'll we be back. He'll, they'll mean, be back. I don't. I don't yeah, he'll be back but sometime between now and the coronation. Something will happen. You, All right. You
0: just... Now, what do you got for the game? Well, you know what? Let's
1: let's let's go with the royal theme. As long okay. as we're on a royal theme, we'll yeah. do a royal one. This um, I mentioned the late queen. One of the things that everyone knew about uh, Queen Elizabeth II was that she loved animals. She loved ponies and horses, and of course, corgis. You remember right. the corgis, yes? Right? In fact, her. Uh, the two corgis that she had when she died have been passed on, I think, to uh I think Sarah Ferguson was taking really? care of them. And I think they might go on to someone else. But mm-hmm. uh anyway, those those corgis are okay. But mm-hmm. one of the interesting things about um you know, I was I love all these historical uh echoes. side notes to it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, these echoes. The the corgis that Queen Elizabeth II had were um she had one corgi and all the corgis she had were descendants of that one mm. but um it turns out her corgis were actually descendants of corgis that had belonged to queen victoria mm. and you know queen elizabeth really venerated queen victoria because of course she was one of the other great female queens sure. and uh you know i guess she kind of in some ways you know modeled herself on you know victoria or whatever sure. but, she Right. So uh, she had these these corgis that were descended from the corgis of Queen Victoria. Now, is that true? Is that is that uh, hmm. an odd but true thing? Michigas, or is that malarkey? Is that something that's just made up hmm. that the corgis were actually descendants of Queen Victoria's
0: dogs? That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, it seems innocuous enough to be true. But, uh, you know, you might be trying to trick me. So uh, it's a tough call. I'll say they were descendants of
1: Victoria's. You think they were?
0: They yes. were from
1: Victoria? Yeah. Well, guess what? You, you were in the same boat as Prince Harry, who said Ooh. that in his book. Mm-hmm. But it's wrong.
0: Oh, boy. How
1: about Queen that? Victoria never had corgis.
0: <laughs> what did she have?
1: Well, she had she had about two dozen different dogs over the course of her life, but yeah. she never had a corgi. Interesting. The the corgis came into the picture when uh, Queen Elizabeth II was a little girl. Mm-hmm. There was a relative who uh, I forget she was the the, the I don't, a Duchess or some right. you know, some someone on the extended yeah. family who had a corgi, and when Elizabeth was a little girl, she loved the. Uh, the relative's Corgi. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, I guess he was a Duke of York at the time. Her right. father got her a Corgi I when see. she was a kid and she loved her Corgi. And then yeah. she uh, had other Corgis throughout her life. Now she did have a Corgi named Susan. At, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, which always reminds me of our friend Susan, of right. course, who's one of the great dog lovers of yes. all time.
0: But, but she uh, likes what King Charles Spaniels?
1: I, I think she may have them now, or she she did have one, I guess, but she yes. had Cocker Spaniels. Oh,
0: okay. Is that different from King Charles?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a different breed. Okay. They're in the same Spaniel, okay.
0: Spaniel phylum or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And but, what's, what are the unique characteristics of Corgis versus Spaniels? Like, what, what do they do? Well, Corgis
1: were um, – actually, Corgis were a fairly obscure breed until the Queen really made them more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, her dog, Susan, a lot of her later dogs were all descendants from Susan. So mm-hmm. there was a, a thing about, you know, these dogs all being in the same bloodline, but corgis were like a herding dog in whales. Mm. They, they have little short legs and right. they could run under the cattle. I see. They could run under livestock. So they wow. were kind of an obscure breed. And then because the uh, Princess Elizabeth and then, of course, Queen Elizabeth had them, they became very popular.
0: And what do Spaniels Uh, do?
1: Well, Spaniels uh, are like hunting dogs, you know, they're not really herders, I guess. I guess they're more like hunters. Mm -hmm. But the the funny thing is, Harry said that in his book about how his grandmother's corgis were descendants of Queen Victoria's corgis.
0: Mm.
1: And... I'll be honest with you. Even I knew that. What I would
0: have known well, that was true. Who's the publisher?
1: Was it Penguin Random House? Oh,
0: you know, and they're they're the tops pretty much.
1: Yeah, but they don't. They, I mean, they don't care about fact checking anymore. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, that was
0: an interesting game. And now um, we have the hit list or shit list. Um, I happen to watch American Psycho, which I don't know if that's like ten, twenty years, thirty years old. But, yeah, it uh, must be i had never like read it through or watched it through probably you know i started reading a few pages and i got disgusted and put it down or clicked it off but for some reason uh one or two uh clips Turned up in my TikTok feed from from there, and the clips that they were playing, and I don't even know which account was showing it to me. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder if maybe you know Netflix. In other words, some of these uh, some of these videos that you see that aren't marked as uh, advertisements. Uh, they could be part of, um, you know, promotional campaigns. But anyway, so I watched, you know, this clip, I one or two clips, and I thought they were amusing. And I said, you know, I, I've never actually watched that through. And I saw that it was, you know, available on one of the services that I pay for, if, uh, that it was available free of charge. So I just started watching it and decided I was going to watch it all the way through. But the interest, you know, the, so, you know, it's obviously very disturbing. And you're wondering, like, what is, what is this, saying i guess it's a critique of you know yuppie uh or whatever that was gen gen x uh but interestingly and it's also you know horribly violent against women but um interestingly the screenwriter and the director were both women so um i just found it interesting to go back and watch that and and have some thoughts and coincidentally i didn't realize this this brett easton ellis has a new book coming out? I think it's uh, you know Thursday or something. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, it's also gruesome. Well, anyway, so, maybe that's another reason why it surfaced again on TikTok because he's got a, a brand new book coming out. Anyway, yeah, it could be the the review. Uh, did I mention last time that I watched She Said, which is the you know the book about the New York Times reporters uh, who did the Harvey Weinstein exposés?
1: Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that, but you you, you watched the movie.
0: So I watched it, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago when, uh, the rest of my family was away and I thought it was terrific and the actresses were fabulous in that. And pretty much, I don't know if the the screenwriter and the director are women, but, um, the, the whole movie was kind of through that, uh, perspective of women's perspective. And, uh, you know, the, the actresses were great. The obviously the story based on the true story of the, um, you know, the two reporters, Cantor and uh, Tui, I think. Uh, and they reminded me so much of, you know, Woodward and Bernstein. I just I thought that it was as exciting to watch them, you know, go for the story and then uh, when my family came back I was talking so much about it they all said oh we want to see it so I watched it a second time it was still great so uh, you know big thumbs up on that one the only gripe that I have with it is the same one that I keep repeating over and over about a lot of things that I see um, including recently uh, the what is this uh, Fleischman is in trouble this is was a TV series yeah
1: uh, yeah yeah that's based on a Novel, based on a I novel guess, yeah.
0: right right and and it's the same critique i always have which is they never show the household staff so in this movie she said it's like these women are you know working around the clock on this Pulitzer, you know, story, and yet there's no babysitters. You know, they they they're all married, and you know, same with Fleischman, uh, married with children, and they have this these uh, middle class lives in uh, either the Upper West Side or somewhere in Brooklyn. There's no babysitters. There's no uh, cleaning services. There's no uh, in-laws, you know, grandparents that come in to help. It's, it's always, you know, just shown that they're struggling to maintain, you know, everything, the, the household and the children and the jobs. And you just wonder where, where are all the support people? And the theory is that it's possible that the screenwriters – don't have enough money to hire the support people, so they never put them in the in the, in the screenplay.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. Although I guess it's just <laughs> a way of of uh, streamlining the uh, the story. Although you know, you remind me of another Harry and Meghan thing, which yeah. was when uh, during the Oprah interview, they took Oprah to the chicken coop, and uh, Meghan was showing they had chickens on their property. Right.
0: And they were collecting the eggs.
1: Right. And I, you know, and I was watching that and I thought, well, you know, come on. I mean, there's some family of like immigrants living in a trailer on the other side of the hill who take care of these chickens. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's like such.
0: It's definitely a uh, a, a plot hole <laughs> in a lot of these stories. Right. Exactly. You know. So. All right. Well, the uh, we 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 never leave any holes in our plots. And um, we we always uh, wrap everything up for the week and uh, and say we'll try again next time.
1: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm I'm sorry about your Chargers. They oh, lost. Boy. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where are they from? And- well, they were from San Diego, but they, oh. uh, they've they been in uh, Los Angeles for the last few years. Uh, I always well, think of them know, as the San Diego Chargers. Yeah,
0: but. I mean, you know I don't follow any. The only Chargers that I'm concerned about are the iPhone Chargers. Right, exactly. So. And, and maybe they could start winning if they rebranded. That's right. All right. Yeah. We'll take that up next week for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, have a good one. Okay, take bye it bye. easy. Bye-bye.